1: Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Great Race Recovery Hour. And uh, with this is me and Tanisha. And once again, we have the privilege of coming to all you people out there in Radio Land. Tanisha, say hi to all the people in Radio Land.
0: Hello, everyone out there in Radio Land. I am Tanisha Character, and I'm here another week with you all, just to bring you all information and let you all know what we have going on in the Rockdale Recovery Community. And excited to present our partners to you all.
1: So today, and we always say this, we have a real treat in store for y'all today, but but and we would be remiss if before we get off to the cosmos if I didn't first and foremost shout out to our sponsors, the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative, but has been adopted here in Rockdale County. It is designed to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health and substance use disorders and that look like me and you on the inside and the outside. Anyway, with that being said. We would be remiss if we didn't say shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams, who is the tip of the spear, who is the person without her. We probably wouldn't be doing this. Um, and today we got a real treat. We Today we're bringing some of our partners from, and these are powerful partners in community development and national development and, and just people that have been instrumental in my life in my recovery, and they are also part of NAMI. NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. NAMI is the, the largest organization, the largest grassroots organization for education, advocacy, support, and research in the United States, or maybe across the world. And let me just say this, that NAMI um, is evolving. NAMI has done so many things. NAMI was instrumental in my recovery and in my life as well. I sat on the board of directors for NAMI for a number of years, partnering with Diane and Monique and Kim and da, 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 and Nora. Um, NAMI was the um, agent for the Opening Doors to Recovery Project that I was in many, many years ago that brought me into the service provider field. Um, NAMI, man, has done so many things. I've been to the White House on behalf of NAMI. Been all across the United States. Uh, NAMI Georgia is a pinnacle in development for many systems across the United States. NAMI Georgia wrote the philosophy for CIT here. Shout out to Nora, Pat Strode, all those people uh, that were on the ground floor of that. Uh, shout out to Sam Cochran and his crew. And they did oh, all they did that, man, when I feel like I was a little kid. Um, But those things are still working, CIT being Crisis Intervention Team, which is a training for police officers to teach de-escalation and to make a better opportunity for persons that have mental health challenges to uh, encounter law enforcement in a different way. And this is not something that happened because of some hot button, hot topic event. This is something that happened many, many years ago because it's something that is a necessity and really needed. NAMI Georgia was on the cutting edge of that as well. Anyway, with all of that being said, today we have some people with us from NAMI, Rondell, we have the president, we have the president, that's right. And These people are so humble, they hate it when I rev, rev them up. Uh, we have the president of NAMI Rockdale Newton chapter, uh, Claudette Harden. Uh, we have Monique Carter from NAMI, for the board of NAMI Georgia, and also as part of NAMI Henry, but also on the board of directors for um, NAMI Georgia. We have Bernie and Diane Marinelli, who, oh, right, who Bernie, man, that Bernie, Bernie. Uh, Bernie and Diane have been so instrumental in the development of so many systems. Um, Bernie, (laughs) if it wasn't for Bernie, I probably wouldn't be here in Rockdale right now. Uh, (laughs) Somebody referred to it as the bait and switch, but uh, Bernie brought me here many years ago, just to speak, Bill. We want you to just come and speak. It probably won't take more than an hour. And I think I've been here for three years now, uh, <laughs> uh, shoveling coal. But anyway, and we have Diane. Diane was on the board of directors with us. Diane and I came off of the board of NAMI Georgia at the same time, um, and we were in the parking lot doing the Humpty dance. Because we, I think we were on there for, <laughs> I don't know how, how many terms, uh, but it was it was a sufficient number of terms for us to be released. Um, And it was probably one of the greatest privileges of my life. Um, We also have Carol with us today. And Carol is uh, one of our creative designers. Carol is uh, new here in the recovery community, but Carol is partnering with with us in a monumental way and um, is a very powerful part of the voice of our recovery community. Uh, And we have the world-renowned Tanisha Character. Who is not only part of the board of Nami Rockdale Newton, she is also part of the board of Written Grace, the RCO. She is the creative marketing consultant for the Stepping Up Initiative. She is the great man. She is drive systems and messaging for all of us across the board and, and um, is phenomenally responsible for our messaging. She is the voice of tomorrow and the voice of the day as you can hear my voice is going fast. Anyway, with all that being said, uh, I wanna ask you guys to introduce yourselves and i want to ask you, how did you get, how did you become part of NAMI or why did you become part of NAMI? How did that happen? I know how it happened for me, which is obviously different for how it happened to you. So we're gonna start off with you, Diane. Diane, how did you become part of NAMI?
2: I became part of NAMI in the middle of a crisis, which is probably the way a lot of people come to NAMI. I had a 18 year old son who was uh, in front of a judge and looking at some time. And he had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder when he was nine. And we decided, boy, we need to introduce this information to the court. This was before accountability courts and let them know that, um, let the judge know that there are some uh, extenuating circumstances here for his offenses, which were theft related. And uh, we were able to contact NAMI's helpline. I don't remember exactly how I got that number, but they were able to give me the name of a program in Clayton County called Holly Tree, which was then headed up by A wonderful woman named Brenda Ernest who is now one of our fearless leaders in Rockdale County yay and uh, we were able to get the judge to sentence him to some treatment and avoid incarceration so this was kind of what I didn't know is we were kind of creating an accountability court situation before an accountability court was present in Rockdale
1: yes Yes. Wow. That is super powerful. And so, Paulette, how did you become part of NAMI? Hey, thanks, Bill.
3: Um, Well, pretty much the same way that um, Diane became a part. I was in crises for my son, who is diagnosed with schizoaffective. And it was all new to me. He was uh, around, I think, around 15 at the time, not knowing where to go or uh, what resources I had. I I did a Google search and I came up with um, NAMI Rockdale-Newton. So I gave them a call and lo and behold, Miss Marinelli answered the phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your life has never
3: been the same. Never (laughs) been the same. Never been the same. So um, that was the start of my affiliation uh, with NAMI. It's been quite a road and a really good experience for me. I've, I've, I've built a lot of partnerships and gotten a lot of support. And um, I tell you what, it's, it's really saved my life in more ways than I can ever imagine. The support and the education and the resources that NAMI has provided me has made my world so different and not to mention all the help and support that I received from my son, you know, most importantly. So um, that's what uh, motivated me to do what I do. And um, that's that's how I started out with NAMI.
1: And what is your role with NAMI now?
3: So I'm now the sitting president of the Rockdale Newton affiliate. And yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes female president yay anyway i ain't mad at you ma'am um uh, monique let me ask you a question monique how did you end up in nami
4: oh bill thank you for that question um as i listened to everyone else speak i had to go all the way back and think about it and um the the pure motivation for me um was basically being sick and tired of being sick and tired I am a mental health professional uh, practitioner down on the South side. Um, So in addition to board of directors, I'm also on the leadership team for NAMI Henry uh, Fayette, which we are an affiliate. Um, And as a practitioner, um, I had a family that was in my office in the midst of crises. And I think the, the straw that broke the camel's back, I had a mother. They had an adult son that literally was hopeless. She had tried everything and she could not find the assistance to get help for her adult child. And this mother, she cried in my arms like a baby. And instead of feeling sorry for her, what I found was I became angry. I became angry at the system. I became angry at the circumstances. And if you know when a woman gets angry, that's when change happens.
1: I'm an expert on that.
4: (laughs) Yes. So at the end of the day, before I left my office, and not only when I get angry do I cultivate change, Um, But I looked for change and I usually start at the top. So I reached out to the state office and I applied to become a member of the board of directors. Working with NAMI, just as the individuals prior to me identified was the smartest decision that I had ever made. Um, Being a catalyst for change and recognizing that change first starts with me in order to change my community, I had to change me. And a part of changing me was increasing my level of knowledge when it comes to mental health, substance abuse, recovery, and how that actually looks for the state of Georgia. That's basically how I got involved. And I've been on this mission um, for the last six years. I laugh when you guys
1: talked about your terms. uh, Yeah, I have another one. (laughs) (laughs) One thing about Nami, time sort of just gets past you. Yes. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. But very rewarding. Very rewarding. And it's an honor to be here to um, share with your audience about
1: Nami and what it is that we do. Yeah, absolutely. So let me go to you, Tanisha. Tanisha, how did you end up in Nami?
0: Well, first, let me start by saying I am a person in long term recovery. And so that's pretty much how I started getting involved with uh, Nami Rockdale-Newton is because um, I came through the accountability course. And then after I graduated, I did a lot of service work. I did a lot of volunteering with um, the different organizations, first starting out with Grit and Grace. And then... Miss Claudette actually reached out to me because of my service work and just seeing how, you know, I, the work that I was doing for mental health and substance use in Rockdale, you know, she told me that they were being challenged as far as um social media and technology and things like that. And she, you know, asked for my support and and I was, I was there. I wanted to serve. So that's kind of what I do with NAMI and Rockdale Newton. Um, just pretty much support everything that we're trying to do and try to keep the word out there as far as, you know, technology goes, spreading that message, same thing that I do with grit and grace.
1: Well, wow, thank you so much. And you know, that's one of the things that that is so, just, just been so life-changing for me uh, in my partnerships and affiliations with all you good people and with NAMI, because you guys are good people, strong people, real people, good people, you know, and hanging out with good people has got to rub off on me, right? Right? So, because I came to NAMI to get a stipend for the peer-to-peer. <laughs> I came in because they said I would get a stipend. So that's why I came and, and, but it still worked. I took the wrong road, but I still ended up in the right place, right? So we do recover. Uh, I, I um I always tell the story of how I was sitting in that peer-to-peer class and, and because for me, my life and my mental health challenges had become so criminalized. And, and I saw myself in a whole different light. And I was sitting in that peer-to-peer class, and they were going over the science of addiction and they in the science of mental health. And, and they were talking about the dopamine and the receptors and all that kind of stuff. And I had an epiphany in a NAMI peer-to-peer class because all these years all my life i thought that i did the things i did because i was a bad person when i realized that it was a that there was something chemical going on and i realized that it wasn't just because i was a bad person and, and that gave me hope because i said if if that's the case then i can do something to change it now i didn't know that getting hooked up with bernie and how that was what all that meant i wasn't that smart yet however um, today I am full fled indoctrinated into understanding one thing that I hear because I remember they used to say, e- Each one teach one or reach one. And, and it sounds like to me, you talk to somebody from NAMI, and the next thing you know, who you're sucked into the machine, and you like your hair's gray. And you say, I've been here for 20 years, but anyway, with that being said, uh, first of all, I want to ask you, Carol. Carol, when you hear the stories, when you hear us talking about, and you hear people talking about NAMI and their experience, what was your takeaway from what you just heard? I really
4: wanted to get involved when I started hearing all the stories. I'm a person in long-term recovery. I've also suffered from mental health challenges. And I have a son who's 38 years old, who's brain damaged and deaf and is Suffered with that for thirty-six years, so uh, it's really important, like this show here, getting the word out about it because even I had never heard about it, even though I had been in the community for such a long time, I wasn't aware of the resources. So when I heard uh, about NAMI and you know what they were doing, and and I, I wanted to find out how I could get involved.
1: Yes.
0: We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County Recovery Community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger.
1: So speaking of getting involved, so Bernie, I want to ask you a question because Bernie, you've been around for a minute. <laughs> that's what the kids say today. That you've been around for a minute, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Bernie, you've been around for a minute. And, and let me ask you a question, Bernie. And I know that the, the impetus has changed over years and the vision has changed, but I, I think the thing that's in our hearts that makes us really committed to this hasn't changed. Um, maybe we've changed behind it. I think we come in because help is something everybody deserves. And and kind of changing systems, advocating through system change is hard. Some people think it's impossible, and we think it is is possible. Bernie, tell us in your experience, what has it been like for you developing NAMI, Rockdale, Newton, and and, and being instrumental on so many different levels? Because I know that you're on the board for Viewpoint, and you were on the board for this, and, you know, just so many different things. Kind of give us a the bird's eye view of what that experience has been like for you.
5: Well, like Diane said, when we first got involved with NAMI, you know, we were looking at possible jail time for our son. It was frustrating. It was, you know, um, heartbreaking. It was that there are no resources. So, you know, NAMI Georgia is a, a state organization, but it's it's comprised of its local affiliates. And there was not one in Rockdale County in, 19, in 2013. So we had to build something. And nobody when we first started this chapter, nobody knew who NAMI was, including the judges, the pros. Nobody, nobody ever heard of NAMI. It wasn't part of of health care. You know, mental health is part of healthcare, but well, it it wasn't back then, really, at least not here. So we had to build something from the start, and the um, you know, first thing we had to do was get trained. And there were four of us who started this chapter: uh, Diane, myself, and uh, Barb uh, Neiman, and and uh, Kay Gardner. And you know, over a weekend, we were trained to do support groups, and that's how we started. We started with support groups, and then we went into any kind of um, health fairs. We started doing health fairs. We started doing, having, you know, a table and a booth at, at uh, schools. Anyone who would give us a, a platform, we, uh, we, we took it. And pretty soon people started, when, when we first started, you know, we had this table and said NAMI and people would kind of walk past us. What's NAMI? Who, who's that? What's that? Why are they at a health fair? Well, over time, people started stopping by. We'd give them our literature. We'd Encourage them to come to support groups, and and it grew. It just uh, it just kind of took root. You know, um, it was very rewarding and encouraging. After a couple of years of doing this, people would say, "Oh yeah, I know who Nami is. I know Nami. Uh, I I know them." Yeah, you you know. So you know, it became accepted that it was it was part of mental health was part of healthcare, which kind of Counterintuitive at that time, people didn't think of mental health as part of healthcare. The biggest challenge has been the uh, has been the the legal system, and it's still a challenge. Stepping up has been huge, huge uh, first step. Good the step, good. accountability courts also. We've gotten a lot of buy-in, the judges, the police, the prosecutors, but you know there's still some there's still some 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 fief, uh, some 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 territory uh, yes. uh, resistance defense. You know, you know if, if you don't have clients, you know, and if people going going to jail and prison, then you know, you you lose some of that power. You lose lose some of that authority. So, got a long way to go, but I I think we've come a long way. cit T C I T didn't exist. I I wouldn't call the police when uh, um, you know five six years ago. I wouldn't call them because. loved ones are liable to get shot. I mean, you you, you know, because they didn't, they didn't know how to deal with somebody in a a mental health crisis. And to a large extent, a lot of them don't still, I mean, frankly, honestly, but, um, but they've, they've gotten better. They've gotten a lot better. So we've made progress. And, and, you know, the, 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 uh, the most important Uh, thing that's happened over the last five six years is we've gotten bill to come to rockdale county so we're on on our way (laughs) yeah i was just getting ready to touch
1: on that because as you look in your trophy case or, or in your wall there and you see all the heads in your wall you got me and Claudette and Tanisha and all that stuff. You're a pretty big game hunter, dude. <laughs> what I want to know is, mm-hmm. I'm coming. I was up there in Savannah and I was fine, why did you do this to me? You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, I, I want to say that to say this, and, and all jokes aside, I am really proud and privileged because I can see change. And, and, and you know, Tanisha and I talk about this all the time, we kind of liken it to the civil rights struggle. And, and, and if that would have been quick and easy, then it would have been quick and easy. And it wasn't. And it still is. You know, things look a lot different and things feel a lot different and things are speaking a lot different than they were when we first walked through the door. I know that. And I know that each and every one of you has been instrumental in that change. And, and I said on that board of directors for NAMI Georgia. And I remember when I was sitting there solo, dolo. Believe that. You understand what I'm saying? Now, when I look and I see all, all of all of our partners, and I see the uh, the competency, the bipoc, I see all that. I see all that stuff changing and evolving. When I see the president of Nami Rockdale Newton, and I say to myself, "Yeah, things are moving. You know, things are changing, and, and things are getting better." And I know that I've had an opportunity to go all across the United States. And put a different face in the place, you know. And and I know some people that when they used to look at my name tag and it said Nami. And then when I start talking, they would say, Is he with Nami? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because this is the thing, and one of the things you guys are talking about, the outcomes that are produced by the lack of us are jails, institutions, and death or fatal experiences. And because there wasn't a y'all and there wasn't a me, and, and I went through, and I just went to jail, and, and just 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 that, you know what I'm saying, and I, instead of being someone with a mental health challenge, I was just criminalized, and, and there was no voice, and there was no options, and there was nothing, and, and I didn't know where help was, and, and so today, I know we're making a difference. So speaking of making a difference, I know that you guys have done, are doing a lot of good work, and I know that we have had quite a campaign to, to really bring partnerships and, and the recovery community, because that's one thing that's definitely different. There are a lot of people in recovery that are taking an active position in the in development and implementation of, of things, you know, not this passive casual thing, but active, active. And, and so that is a very, that's a real privilege. I want to ask you guys, what are the what are you guys doing now? What are the next steps? I know that we just, I know we were at conferences. Um, NAMI was there. I know that we've done symposiums. NAMI is there. I know that Claudette is putting a whole different stamp on NAMI, right? Uh, I know that as we were looking at the media that is coming out, we had a recovery event. And it was a powerful recovery event. The year of the peer. And we had 20 or 30 speakers at that event. And there was an independent uh, filming agency there that were shooting film for recovery, for recovering people for the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse. They were shooting film and video to capture for them. And when they came out with their promo video, the promo video was Claudette, you know what I mean? (laughs) So so that you know, and, and I know she hates it when I talk about that, right? But her voice is so powerful. And we did a live stream event. And when we did that live stream event, I had somebody call me from somewhere else. I can't remember where it was. And they asked me, who was that lady that was talking about the program? And I'm like, which one? I, I you know, because we done we shot so much video that day. And they said, no, she was talking about uh this and that and this and that. I said, Oh, you're talking about Claudette, she's the president of Nami. Yes. So, Claudette, tell us about what your big plan is, what NAMI's big plan is for changing our lives. And I know you guys got an event coming up. Kind of tell us about that. I know that you've got some recipients on here and just give us some insight on what all that means?
3: Yeah, so as far as moving forward uh, with NAMI, my goal as the sitting president is to just sustain and maintain the foundation that we've already, that we already have as far as what our founding members have uh, provided us with. Um, And that would be Diane and Bernie, as well as Barbara, who are um, still consultants for the board. I go to them, you know, pretty often. You know, if I have questions or if something that I, you know, if an issue comes up that I'm not dealt with and that I may need some consult on, I'll, I'll go to them. They're always readily available. You know, to give me some guidance and advice as well as uh, Mr. Carruthers, you're also a consultant of our local um, NAMI board. And so I just want to capitalize on that foundation that's um, built by the people that started all of this. And I want to um, continue to build on that by strengthening our partnerships within the community. And continuing to uh, collaborate with, you know, all the other organizations within Rockdale and Newton County who have the same mission goals that NAMI does, which is to, you know, support and advocate and just bring awareness for people that are in the mental health uh, community that have mental health um, conditions and illnesses, as well as individuals who also have substance use disorders. And also, we want to support their family members because we all know that, you know, when you have an individual who's dealing with mental health or substance use complications, it's not just the individual issue. It it really is something that the whole family experiences as far as supporting that individual. And oftentimes, the family members, they go through a tremendous amount of stress and um, it can really wear out on you as a family member when you're trying to advocate for your loved ones. So we want to just build on the support for both the individuals who have lived experience as well as their family members. And we do that again by providing support groups. Um, we, We meet twice a month on the first and third Mondays of each month. And we have support groups for both family members, as well as individuals who are living with mental health challenges. And additionally, we provide educational um, programs and training free of charge. That's pretty much um, ran by uh, NAMI Georgia and, and it's trickled down to all of the affiliates. So we have Every so often we offer different special education programs surrounding the different topics around mental health and substance use.
0: We are proud partners of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Rockdale-Newton Chapter. NAMI Georgia is an organization of family, friends, and individuals whose lives have been affected by mental challenges. Together. We advocate for better lives for those individuals who have a mental challenge. And we offer support, education, and advocacy as we do so. Please visit the NAMI Georgia website at www.namigeorgia.org. And if you are local to the Rockdale-Newton area, we would love to have you join the family. For more information, you can visit www.namirockdalenewton.com or follow their Facebook page at Nami Rockdale Newton.
3: Additionally, we have, we call it in Rockdale and Newton community action forums. And what we do is we bring out, um, you know, the community every so often. And we have different topics surrounding different uh, mental health and recovery and, you know, just different resources that we put out there to the community in reference to what's available in the community and so on and so forth. And we haven't had one in quite a while because of COVID, but we're going to have our first post-COVID community forum this coming uh, November the 18th. And we are going to target that on collaborative partnerships within the community as far as mental health, as far as the mental health communities. And so we're going to have a couple of guest speakers, and one being the one and only renowned recovery warrior, Mr. Bill Carruthers himself. He'll be I'm out. I'm talking um, already.
1: <laughs> Benicia may, Benicia may stand in for me. <laughs>
3: So yeah, <laughs> Tanisha, Tanisha, she's she's awesome too. So either one of you would be yeah. great. Yes, but yes. Uh, yes. Don't, but don't try it, Bill. Don't even try it. We're not going to let you get away. We, you're not getting off the hook that easy. But um, so yeah, so we have scheduled Mr. Bill Carruthers to come out and speak with the community and our partners in reference to all the good things that they're doing over there at the um, Stepping Up Initiative and um, the Accountability Courts and also uh, Grit and Grace Recovery Community. And he's gonna kind of give us a good brief on how all of these different organizations are supporting the mental health and substance use and recovery communities in a collaborative effort and how all these different organizations work together to support the mental health community. So we're honored that um, that you're gonna be with us to do that, um, Bill. And then additionally, we have another guest speaker who is actually a young man who's actually came through the accountability courts and he's now graduated, he's an alumni, and he's gonna come out and give a little background and testimony on you know, how the system helped him and um, we're looking forward to that, That's Mr. Sid Ragland. Ragland. Yeah. So we're we're really excited to hear all that he has to say about, you know, how the the systems work for him. Just give the community an idea of what is out there as far as resources to divert people that have uh, mental health and substance use um, issues from jail and how the systems work to get them into the that they need versus you know jail time. So in addition to that, we're gonna be at this next community forum. We're also going to be just showing appreciation to all of our partners out there um, in Rockdale and Newton County, as well as honoring something members um, of the Newton-Rockdale community which is, um, again, Diane and Bernie, I can't say enough about these two. They're like the one-two punch, the Batman and Robin of mental health advocacy. I love the couple with all of my heart. I mean, they are, you know, they've just shown so much selfless and commitment to the mental health community, Um, not only locally, but you know, statewide and even nationally, they've been board members at the state level for NAMI, they've gone up to Washington to speak on behalf of mental um, health awareness, and they're just, I can't say enough about them. And then also, Ms. Barbara Neiman, who's not today, she um, is also a world of support She's been a world of support for the community. And personally for me, um, she's been, and she's still also a consultant. Um, I call on her often as well as I do with Diane and Bernie and and Bill. Um, So we're just going to honor them and show them how much they're appreciated for all that they've done. And then um, additionally, we're going to have Mr. Ron Kuhn who is the president of the board of directors for NAMI Georgia, he'll be coming out to actually present in person all of the judges um, over at the Rockdale Accountability Court, as well as uh, Commissioner Doreen Williams with the NAMI Georgia um, Legislative A-Team Award. So they were nominated for that award and, and they were actually selected as the recipients. And um, this award is in recognition, a recognition that's given to state or local public officials in appreciation for taking the lead to improve the Georgia mental health support system. So with all that's been done through the um, Rockdale Accountability Courts, and you know, I can say, from lived experience as a family member who's had um, a loved one that's gone through, and specifically in Rockdale County, there is a lot of good changes taking place in Rockdale County as as far as um, the accountability. And like, you know, Bernie said, we still have a long way to go. There's still a lot of um, work that needs to be done as far as the judicial system and just, you know, everyday protocols But what I can say is that I've seen a tremendous difference in the way that mental health challenges are dealt with from a legal perspective. And I'll tell you just a little bit more as far as, you know, what uh, what Bernie mentioned about uh, CIT training. Um, Back in 2019, that was my first, my first trial or my first, my beginning stages of advocacy. For uh, mental health. And, um, you know, we have what's called a mental health day at the Capitol each year, where NAMI goes to the Capitol and they um, advocate, you know, with local uh, state representatives on different mental health issues or concerns that, you know, as constituents that we may have. And we're able to bring those issues and concerns to our Um, representatives and just bring awareness in hopes that they will, you know, try to make change through the legal system. And that particular year, my focus was on CIT. Okay, because I had had at that time, I had had a child who was dealing with severe illness, and I had had to, on several occasions, I had to call for crisis intervention to in order to get my son to the hospital for stabilization and treatment and um, I tell you. It was really discouraging in a lot of ways and very scary every time I had to call you know law enforcement to come out and assist me to get my get help from my son, because it was like playing Russian roulette, you know, it was like. I could, you know, very well get someone that really, you know, a law enforcement that really took CIT seriously and really was good at um, de-escalating the situation and getting my son, you know, to the hospital and into treatment that he needed, or I could get one that came out and had no clue or idea whatsoever and totally, instead of de-escalating matters, instead would escalate matters. And it's really scary as as a parent or a loved one seek help for your child. And so I I had had both cases, Uh, you know, like I said, I've had good results and I've had terrible results. Yes, absolutely. Um, Unfortunately, one of those incidences or um, several of those incidents, because I've had to call for assistance on numerous occasions, as a lot of people do when you have someone who's dealing with a serious mental health illness. With the outcome, it really made me want to advocate for change as, as it Absolutely. pertains to crisis intervention. And so that's what my focus was on that year. And so I went to a, the NAMI Smarts class that I could get some tips, which is provided by NAMI Georgia on how to go about advocating for yourself with, you know, representatives and your legislators. And and they give you tips on, you know, best practices on how to get your point across. So that particular year, uh, Diane was NAMI smarts class. But what I want to keep in mind that one of the main things when NAMI smarts is that you have to stay focused on the matter trying to advocate for and try to keep keep the emotional side out of yes. out of your advocation because when you let your emotions take over, it kind of deflates from you know the whole, you know, what you're trying to advocate absolutely for, right. takes away from it. so they teach you a lot of things in the nami smarts class and i would recommend anyone who's out there who's thinking about advocating or you know needing to advocate for their for their loved ones to to take the class but in any case i so i took the nami smarts class i was in the nami smarts class with another board member miss uh dr dr izzard which uh, we mentioned today she's also now a part of our down Newton nami board as well as one of the um, NAMI state uh, board members as well. And so her and I, you know, we kind of, um, we linked up and we headed down to state capitol the next day. So, you know, we're going through the whole program and everything, and so then it comes time to meet up with our legislators, you know? And I'm looking all over the place, myself, one of the first time I've ever been, at, at, at one of these events. I've never been into the state cap for this day, so I'm really lost, you know? And um, Dr. Izzy, we started out together, but some kind of way we uh, we ended, I couldn't find her when it came down to me having to go see my, my state representative. Dr. Izzy, she is hard to keep up with. That young lady is, she's all over the place, you know, and I, I, so I wasn't able to keep up with her, but she's all over the place for good reasons. She's on a mission and she's, you know, she's very um, focused and she's really, her and I are kind of the opposite. She's very, you know, I'm kind of introverted. She's a very, you know, a people person. She likes a lot of, you know, networking and all that. So when it came time for me to um, go in to see my state legislator, I couldn't find her. My nickname for Dr. Izzy is Dr. Busy because you can't, she's just all, she's always doing something, which is, which is good, you know? But anyways, at this time, it wasn't good because I'm stuck now without anyone going in here with me and I'm a nervous rat. So lo and behold, I see Bernie and Diane in the rotunda. So, you know, I, I approached them and I said, hey, look, Diane, I it's time for me to go in here and see my state representative. I need you guys. I need you guys to go in here with me. And so without a hesitation, you know, the two of them said, of course, you know, they came in there with me to see my state legislator. And we got in there, we tracked them down, we got in there. So it's the three of us in there in in the office with my state rep. And it's time for me to do my advocation. And I just lose it; the emotions just got to me, you know. And again, the first thing they tell you in the army—don't let your strategy, emotions
1: run wild,
3: right? So yeah. here it is. Okay, so I have Bernie on one side of me, and on the other side of me, and I'm—you can hear my voice cracking, you know. And and I can see Bernie in my peripheral vision; his forehead's wrinkling up you know, he's, he's looking stern, his lips, they're puckered together, like, and I'm saying to myself, oh my gosh, they're never going to do anything for me again. I just, just really blew this mess, you know? And so before I knew it though, before I could even get another word out, Bernie steps up and he says, you know what? That ain't right. You know, that ain't right. You know, it's not right for, you know, so-and-so-and-so-and-so. All the points that I was trying to make as far as crises intervention and the lack thereof and the the results that come behind it, he was right there, you know, without missing a beat. And um, I just can't say enough about these two right
1: here. I mean... That's right. And, you you know, that's to your point, Claudette, that's what the very essence of NAMI is all about and it's about us supporting one another and in our voices being heard and one of the things that we can take purchase in that our voices were heard and one of the next things that we're rolling out here for the Stepping Up Initiative is the opening doors to recovery project for, for corrections. And that means we're going to have a three-person intensive case management team that is going to partner with people who are in jails, bringing them out of jails. There's going to be a family member, a clinician, and a person in recovery that's going to partner with those people coming out of jails and partner with them for a year. We're going to enroll them in the system where if they encounter law enforcement, we will get an alert as well as law enforcement so that we can apply the co-responder model so that those people can have other people in recovery that walk them through the steps, that we can get them safe appropriate housing, that we can get them access to treatment, that we can get them trained on technology because that's what has to happen. Because those things that we have identified, those, are, those solutions are what have to happen.
0: We are proud to announce that by the contributions, talents, and skills of our very own recovery community members, today, we are able to invite you to stay connected with us and recovery resources by visiting our website, www.rockdalesteppingup.com. So with that being said, Monique, what do you guys on the
1: state level? What's new? What's hot? what's coming up. Okay,
4: what's new and what's hot coming up? Um, Definitely want to piggyback on what Claudette was identifying because as a NAMI Georgia um, state smarts trainer, um, one of the things that I participate in on a yearly basis is Training advocates to go to the state office or to talk to their policymakers when it comes to advocating for mental health. Um, Several priorities that the state office um, continues to reinforce on a yearly basis, you know, uh, behavioral health parity or mental health parity is one of the top priorities. Um, Someone said it earlier, and I I believe it was Bernie when he was uh, identifying that in the beginning, people did not connect that healthcare also includes mental health care. Um, for whatever reason, there's a separation. And what we are trying to push the narrative of the importance of integration. When we talk about integrated care, when you take care of the physical person, you also have to make sure that you are taking care of the mental person. Mental also includes the spiritual. Um, so mental health parity is definitely a big one. Um, we are definitely focusing also on workforce initiatives. We do recognize in the state of Georgia, there are not enough mental health practitioners. We don't have enough psychiatrists. We don't have enough nurse practitioners. You know, I always say Georgia is a very large state landmass. There are 159 counties in the state of Georgia, and Georgia is not Atlanta. Atlanta is just the city that is a part of Georgia. So we always need to be able to look at when we talk about recovery, how does recovery look in urban areas? At the same time, how does it look in rural areas? And being able to, as Bernie identified again, Being able to get everyone on one alignment, your judges, your prosecutors, you know, your state attorneys, your probation officers, uh, your police departments. And if you live in a county that has a sheriff's department and a police department, that increases it as far as being able to make sure everybody's um, aligned with one another. So workforce initiatives are always a big push as well. Um, We just recently had our uh, public policy priorities Um, List that went out um, every first Saturday of the month, we have our local affiliate meetings and our affiliate leaders, um, including individuals like Ms. Claudette, um, who I love to death after this recording, um, (laughs) that uh, we're asking them if we want them to look over the priorities. Um, There's a collaborative effort amongst mental health organizations in the state to have one voice to have one aligned voice when it comes to what we are going to look at doing in January. We've already coined that 2022 is the year of mental health in the state of Georgia. Uh, We we as advocates are going to speak loud, we're going to speak proud, we're going to identify what the problems are, but more importantly, we're going to also offer solutions.
1: So that's hot off the presses. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank
4: that's you, Bill. good girl.
1: stuff. That is really good stuff. So with that being said, I know that our time is short, but I would be remiss if I didn't go back to the guy that roped us all off and ask him, Bernie Mack. Bernie, let me ask you a question. So what is it like for you sitting there in the comfort of your patio and looking at all of us that you have roped off Seeing me and Claudette in the middle stages of our life, and then seeing Tanisha and Carol, new blood, fresh, they're invigorated, they're ready, they're energized. What's it like for you being one of the trailblazers? What's it like when you look at this whole continuum? Tell me what that what's that what's that like for you?
5: i tell you, I'm so proud of that. She hit look look at her today. She's she's a a marvelous, skilled advocate for the mentally ill. Um, she's overcome some of her fear, I think, from the early days, and, and she's doing a marvelous job. And she's going to lead this chapter forward. And uh, Bill's going to help her, and and Monique is going to help her, and Tanisha's going to help her, and I, I you know Carol's, Carol's going to help her too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And all learn from each other, and we have. And and uh, you know, I think everybody. Everybody has a um, a genuine desire to to help these people. Their illness has become, is become is, is stigmatizing still, which is a shame. They're um, they're judged by their behavior, they're and and it's it's their their, their thinking and their and the, the emotions, you know affect their behavior and and we're still criminalizing their behavior and you know with with y'all's hard work and and dedication I, I I can see it a day I don't know if I'll still be around but I I can see a day when that is no longer the case where where somebody with a mental illness or a, or a substance abuse problem is no longer incarcerated but uh but put in a, a facility for treatment and, and that's wow. what we have to get to
2: Absolutely. Wow. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I want to thank you for saying that. And so, you know, I want to thank all of you guys, man, for taking time out of your busy schedules. Um, I want to thank all of you guys. And, and I'm I'm with you, Bernie. Um, we're getting a little long in the tooth. I know it, right? But I feel really good with having champions like Tanisha and Carol and Claudette and, and them picking up the mantle moving forward with fresh voices and fresh arms and legs and eyes and everything, you know, and, and getting ready to take this thing into like Star Trek, the next generation, you know what I mean? And as, as Monique knows and Diane knows, man, we done sat in the halls and we've been to Washington. We've been in many NAMI meetings, holding up that flag. talking about, Man, no recovery is real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now it is time to pass the mantle of, I feel really good about passing it to Tanisha. Uh, that's my that's my roadie. Um, I feel good about passing this thing, man. Um, she's been with me for a year, couple of years almost now. And uh she when she wakes up in the morning, she says, Argh. So I know she's getting, I know it's there now. You understand what I'm saying? what's next? You know what they say when you can take this pebble from my hand, it'll be time for me to leave. But anyway, with that being said, Tanisha, can you tell all the people out there in Radio Land how they can get this message?
0: Yes, definitely. But before I do, I just wanted to um, speak on, you know, with NAMI education and the education that I have uh, received, you know, just coming into recovery. Two years ago, for myself, there were a lot of things that I didn't know about my own mental health that I've been able to gain knowledge on. And I just finished the NAMI Smarts training. And actually, Ms. Monique Carter was actually my instructor. So, Yay. you know, that was, um, you know, that was just phenomenal to see that I have a platform and resources right there to be able to stand on, to be able to make our voices be heard. You know, we that's the whole thing with this, uh, th- with this radio show is that we're always trying to give other people resources and give us a platform to be able to spread the message in hope of recovery. So as we do that another week, um, we invite you all to stay connected with us. You can stay connected with us by visiting our website. You can go to RockdaleSteppingUp.com at the bottom of that page which was also built by carol gaddy who's on the show today (laughs) Um, you can go to the bottom of that website and if you click on the stay connected tab it will take you to where you will have a library of all of our newsletters on our newsletters uh, they come out once a month at the end of the month and we have a commissioner's corner on there where you get a message from our commissioner dr doreen williams we also highlight a person in recovery where we do a video of them telling their story. And then there's several different community resources in there from all of our our partners. We have um, the NAMI flyer in there for the event that's coming up this month. You all can get updates on there. Also um, follow all of our social media platforms. We're listed under Grit and Grace on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm sorry, it's Grit and Grace RCO. Also, if you want to keep hearing these messages, the messages like you heard today, you can go on to the His Hop Network and go to CAT ENT. We are available on Wednesdays at 12 noon, and on Thursdays, we replay at 1 p.m. Or if you cannot hear the the message at that time, you can also hear them at your convenience on any time because we're listed on seven different platforms. We have a podcast listed on Anchor, Breaker, google Podcasts, Pocket pocketcast radio public spotify and itunes so y'all keep coming back
1: so with that being said carol what message do you have for all the people out there in radio land you can hear the sound of your voice what you got for them carol to have a good night and resources are out there we all got to stick together and talk about them and
4: just help each other out
1: yay there you go you heard it from carol herself We have Monique Carter from NAMI, Georgia. We have Bernie and Diane Marinelli from the beginning of civilization. We had Claudette Harden, who the president of NAMI Rockdale-Newton. We had Tanisha Character. Did Missy McFarlane make it tonight? No, she didn't come. So anyway, with, with that being said, we will welcome everybody out there to all the people out of our listening audience. We want to thank y'all for keep showing up. We want to thank y'all for all your questions. Keep sending your questions in. Keep following us on all of our platforms. And we're going to keep bringing you hope, revelation, and information as well. With that being said, thank you. And we're going to see you again next week. Yay. Uh, All right, y'all.
0: Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.